Happy Saturday, everybody, and welcome to the only Mad Men podcast you're currently listening to, Made Man, where today I just finished watching episode three of season seven, Field Trip. Oh, there was a real field trip in this one. There was a sort of a field trip in this one, and um, oh boy... Don went for a trip himself. What an episode. What an episode. But before we get into talking about it, why don't we take a moment to hear from today's sponsor. Oh, what an excellent sponsor that is. So um, this episode is kind of broken up into like two parts. There's kind of the there's the emotional aspect, the, the, the private life of Don Draper that gets examined. But I think that actually ends up kickstarting the uh, professional life of Don Draper because I'd like to think that without something happening in his private life, that um, we wouldn't get to what we got to at the end of this episode. That's, a, that's just me thinking as I, as I think because, you know, me, I'm, I'm what you would call... Um, quite the thinker. So the episode opens up with um, Don smoking, smoking in the movies. Now, I don't think smoking was allowed in the movies even when I was a kid. So this is the, still the 60s, right? Um, but we see Don, he's in some, he's in some movie theater watching some movie. I thought for a second that it was going to be a, a movie with Megan in it. Um, and he was kind of, that's his way of seeing her. I thought, oh, this is sad. But maybe it was a real movie. It looked very 60s, very, um, like, I don't know, just artsy, fartsy. Uh, but he's in there smoking. He's, he's kind of in his, like, you could see he wasn't dressed for work. He wasn't even wearing a tie. How, how disgusting. Um, and he just kind of, that's how he spent his day. So, um, but then he gets home and puts his suit on and he's at home and he calls Don, um, which I think this is the first time we hear Don's last name, which I already forgot it. Um, but she, he calls his Don to kind of check. She still does his secretarial work, even though she's kind of running the office now, which is weird. Um, he's like, I need a ribbon for my typewriter. And I'm surprised he didn't ask for a coffee. And he was upset because she's like, I'm going to um, send a courier over. And he's like, I thought you, knew you were going to come over. And she's like, I have, I'm too busy, Mr. Draper. I have phones ringing off the hook. But he needed a typewriter ribbon. And, of course, you can't go to the store and get that yourself. You're a businessman. you got to have your secretary do it. And you want her to bring it, bring it over right away. But no, a courier, a courier in 20 minutes? Like, even today, if I thought someone could get something to me in 20 minutes, my God, that'd be great. Most of the time, I'm waiting two days. Get it? Shipping. Um, so... He, she did have one um, message for him, and he was pissed that she wouldn't call the guy back. I didn't recognize the guy who it was. I thought it was a client or any or something. But what it was is the um, I'm going to say agent of Megan out in California. Um, it was the guy who was he was very he was very flamboyant, and I'm assuming Don assumed the guy was gay because he was like, "Oh, I'm alone with your wife," and Don's like, "Yeah, I'm not really worried about it." Um, and it was that he, they met in a restaurant the first time Don went out to California. Um, so, 
this guy's calling Dawn directly because Megan has been kind of not going off the deep end, but as far as um, auditioning, she kind of had a, a small little, I don't want to say a meltdown, but she auditioned for something. Then she went back in and tried to audition to do it differently. Then she tried calling the um, director directly. Then she, quote unquote, ran into him by accident and asked for her to do it again. Um, and the, Don's like, why, why would you do that? And he's like, I don't know. This is, you know, these women, sometimes they get desperate, blah, blah, blah. Um, he, but he, you can't have that be the, like what she's known for. We got to nip this in the bud. Can't have this be for what she's known for because that's going to ruin her going forward. Who's going to want to work with her if she acts like this? So he's like, maybe you could deal with it. You're her husband. And he's like, uh, okay, so what does he do? He flies out to, he goes to California to surprise her. He goes like, you know, I guess I'll surprise her. So we'll stick with Don. He goes out to California. Um, it's funny, he goes out so much, or he goes out enough that there's a flight attendant who knows him, recognizes him, and hates his wife, you know, jokingly, because she would love to, I guess, bite off a piece of that Don Draper herself. Um, but it's interesting. He's like, what, she said, what can I get you for a drink? He said, oh, just a uh, just tomato juice, which tomato juice feels like the old-fashioned juice that men drink when they're not drinking um, Bloody Marys or when they're not drinking alcohol. I'll have a tomato juice, please. Um, but you could see that there was a look in this, in this flight attendant's eyes um, that she wanted to, uh, I guess, join the Mile High Club with him. That's the best way of saying it. Um, I'm going to stay with the Don Draper uh, story. He surprises her. Now, I was afraid Megan was going to have a bunch of friends or even whereas show up with a guy. But you know what? Megan is the good one in this relationship. Megan has done nothing wrong. She is just trying to pursue her career and be a star. She's not stepping out on Don, um, even though... <clears throat> she's not completely oblivious to things he's done in the past. So she um, shows up at home. She's all excited to see Don, takes him right into the bedroom to make sweet, sweet love to him. And afterwards, she's like, uh, you know, I can't believe you're here. He's like, well, he kind of not so, um, not so subtly gets right to the point because she's like, oh, I'm living in a world of no's and He's like, well, you know, everyone gets rejected. Maybe you just have to, you know, maybe they just um, deal with it better. She's like, that's not nice to say. Well, you don't want to come off as desperate. And she's like, what What the hell are you talking about? What, 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 are, you, what are you doing here? And he says, Alan, that's the, I think it was Alan, the um, agent. He's like, Alan called me. He's like, what? He was worried about you. So you just thought you'd come out here and check on me, daddy? And she was pissed right away. Um, and then she starts calling him out. You know, you, I call you all the time. You're never home. You never. It's never, you know, it's never loud there. There's no noise. What, when I do talk to you, it's very quiet. What the hell is going on? I know, I work there. I know how loud it is. You, you know, and he finally admitted, I've been home. Uh, they fired you? No, they didn't fire me. They put me on leave. Why did you lie to me? I thought I could do it better. I thought I could fix it so you wouldn't look at me this way. And she's like, so you could have come out to see me more, but you didn't want to be with me. And he's like, I thought I was doing it right. You know, he felt like he was going to stay there 
He didn't want her to know that, that this happened to him. He was embarrassed. He figured he'd stay there and fix it. That's, I'm not saying that's the right thing. I'm saying that's what I feel like, that's how he rationalized it. As far as why he, um, you know, why he didn't, why, why he wasn't out there. Um, but he's like, screw this. If he's, I, he finally was like, you know what, what am I doing? They, they, I'm ruining my, my relationship with my wife. I'm not working. I'm kind of having Don do things for me. I'm doing some stuff with Freddie on the down low. This is garbage. So finally he's like, screw it. He calls, um, the, the, I want, I don't know his name, uh, I want to say the guy's name is David James Elliott. Okay, I think I looked. I just looked him up. I want to remember. I just know he's the guy from JAG. I recognized him last episode. I said, why do I know this guy? So he goes to a meeting with this guy. He's like, what are we waiting for? You want to meet? Let's, let's talk. He was the guy that talked last time. And Don's like, no, I have a job. I'm not looking for anything. Finally, he, he's like, screw this. He goes to this guy and he, um, he, he meets with this guy and another guy for uh, what seems like uh, a job offer. And uh, I'm assuming a, a good job offer, a, gen- a generous job offer. Um, and then this girl comes over and she's like, I'm sorry, um, I think I know you. And I was like, I don't think so. She said, I, I swear, I, 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 I remember you. Oh, I'm so, I'm so famished. Well, I'm going to be up in my room. It's the first room off the elevator. It's this cute young woman, and he's like, I don't think I know who you are. And the woman walks away, and he says to them, you know, uh, nice guys really lay it on. And they're like, I wish we thought of that. We had nothing to do with that, which I think is BS. Either this girl threw herself at him, or they did set this up where she should she should show up. He should go up and enjoy himself with her and have a little party, um, which was, you know, I thought, something he might do he's like well my wife has left me because oh did i mention she said it's over this is how it ends you should leave and that's where he's like what the hell am i doing any of this for so he's outside a door which i assumed is her hotel room he knocks on the door and who answers roger sterling and i'm like wait a second what is going oh she never he never went to her room he went to roger's apartment roger's like what the hell are you doing here he said, uh, good to see you too. And then they kind of talk. They have a little argument. And um, he's like, I didn't want to leave. And you, you know, Roger basically yelled at him about you, the, the, the stunt you pulled with Hershey, blah, blah, blah. And um, it got to the one point where Roger, he's like, I want to come back. And Roger's like, fine, come back. It's like, really? Yeah, come back. Come in on Monday. And okay, come in on Monday. That's great. And then there's a knock on the door, and there's a young woman there. And it's the woman that he's like, yeah, finally, one of my friends are here. Because remember, Roger's kind of living it up with these this young woman and all her, her friends. Um, and uh, Don was there just for a minute. But he's like, great, I can meet on Monday. This is fantastic. He figured Don will meet with the partners and then, um, you know, meet with... Um, you know, he, he, I'm sorry, Roger would meet with the partners and then Don would meet with, uh, everybody and come back and get his job and everything would be happy and, uh, cozy, I suppose. I'm not sure exactly, um, 
how this was going to work because Roger just said, come back. And I was like, wait, it was that easy? No, it wasn't. So what does he do? He goes home and he doesn't go out and party. He doesn't go out with women. He goes home and calls his wife. Sits alone in his apartment in the dark, which he seems to be doing a lot of. And calls on her, tells her what's going on, tells her he didn't do it right, tells her why he didn't, he lied to her. And she's like, you, sh- you can't lie to me. I'm not your wife. I mean, I am your wife. You can't do that to me. Um, and he's like, I didn't want you to look at me a certain way. He's trying to justify it. Uh, when they argued before, she brought up um, the, uh, you know, one of your girls. Is that what you're off with? He's like, there's no one else. I've been good. I haven't even been drinking. And he's like, I've been good, meaning, you know, there's no one else now. But there there was. But he has been good. It seems like he's been good. Ever since Dr. Y finally left him, he's been good. I hope he stays good because you want to root for him. It's, it's crazy. You want to root for him even though, you know, he's like so friggin' flawed. Um, so the next stop is done Monday morning. So why don't we back up a little bit? We'll get there. But let's back up a little bit and talk about the other stuff going on uh, in this episode. Because we do have um, a Betty storyline. And that's where the world, the word field trip comes in. So Betty is at lunch with her friend. I believe it's her neighbor all the way back from season one. They're just catching up. And uh, we find out that the neighbor is working as a real, uh, not a real estate, a travel agent. She works three days a week. She, the money's nice. Um, talks about how busy she is. And um, Betty's like, I can't believe it, three days a week. And she's like, oh, well, I have Gene at home. And he's like, she, the woman's like, oh, yes, of course. You have, you have plenty to do. But at some point, they're going to be older and they're, you know, um, the, you know, the house is going to be empty and you're not going to, you have all this time in the world to do these things. Uh, and I feel like that got to Betty because she goes home. Now, mind you, Betty does not work. Okay. So she goes home and there's, of course, a woman helping uh, uh, Bobby with her homework. That's the, the maid um, helping Bobby with the homework. And she probably does the cooking and the cleaning because, again, Betty is too busy going to lunches. Again, still not a fan of Betty. Never will be a fan of Betty. Uh-uh. And yet, when Don and Betty got together, it did make me happy. I'm so complicated. Um, so the woman is like, even the woman was like, I'll take, um, I'll go to the field trip with them. There's a field trip coming up. You need to sign. I'll be the chaperone. And Betty goes, you know what? I'll be with the chaperone. Bobby was so excited that uh, Betty was going to be the chaperone. That um, And Betty, though, at the same time, I think this was in like direct response to going off with her friend. It's like, oh, my friend is uh, doing things with her day. I'm going to do something. I want to feel fulfilled. I'm going to be fulfilled. And my, my kids are not going to be, they still need me. I'm going to go off and be um, going to the, the field trip. It's her, the teacher's field trip, the teacher's father's farm, where they're going to learn about cows and farm stuff. And that's, um, I assume, why she went, because she wanted to feel needed. So they go, and again, you're going to a farm. I mean, it's okay to wear jeans, isn't it? Is that crazy? Uh, they're on the bus, and you know they're talking, and of course Betty's smoking on the bus, because again, that's still fine i guess uh 
this that was actually something comes up that's pretty funny. So they're smoking on the bus with the kids, no problem. Um, the the teacher comes over, talks a little bit. Bobby's so happy that his mother's there. He's like, we're having a conversation, and um, the teacher leans over and kind of you could see down her blouse a little bit, and uh, Betty notices and she's like, your teacher. She goes, she's really friendly. Oh, you can tell from her blouse. You know, she's talking bad about other women and to, to Bobby. Um, later on, they get to the farm and the, the farmer introduces himself and says, let's go see the cows. And they go into the barn and Betty starts walking in and the teacher's like, oh, I'm sorry, there's no smoking in the barn. So remember, no smoking in the barn with the animals, but you can smoke on the bus with the children. There's another mother there. She doesn't want to, she's lighting up probably so she doesn't go in. And she makes a comment about the, the teacher also. Oh, I hope they don't pull in the wrong udders. The teacher needs a bra. And I think Betty was like, ha, ha, ha. I have another mean-spirited woman with me. But later she does go in to, um, to the barn. And the, the farmer is uh, milking one of the cows. He's like, you can't get much more fresh than this. Anybody want to taste? And all the kids just kind of sit there. And Betty, for some reason, says, I'll have a taste. Now, she grew up rich. so She didn't grow up on a farm. Uh, but I wonder if she was doing that also to impress Bobby, to make him kind of like, hey, Bobby, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty, um, you know, pretty important in your life. Uh, now, Bobby, I noticed that when she did that, he had this big smile on his face and he looked over at this girl like, that's my mom. Like he was impressed. He was impressing her. And he was like proud that his mom was, was doing this and being so cool and trying the milk. Um, then it goes downhill. So they're going to, uh, they're having a picnic lunch and they, there's like a big, you know, they put a big blanket down. Uh, Betty goes into the bathroom and a kid tries to sit down and Bobby's like, you can't sit there. That's for my mom. Because again, he's so happy that his mom is there. He's shocked. And happy that his mom's there at the field trip. Remember how happy he was that um, that Don showed up at camp. Well, he's just as happy that his mom's here on this field trip. But for some reason, the kid doesn't understand that two sandwiches means one for you, one for your mother. She comes back and she's like, where's my sandwich? She's like, what are you talking about? Because there were two sandwiches there. It's like, oh, Sally didn't, I don't know what his name was, Sally. She didn't have, probably not Sally because that's a sister. Uh, I'll say Sandy. Sandy didn't have one, so I traded it for these gumdrops. It's like, why would you do that? It's like, I don't know. She didn't, and I think, so I think, is this the same girl that he was smiling at and he was trying to impress her even more so he gave her his mom's sandwich, not caring about his mom? I don't know. But it was weird that um, he did that. And he goes, I'll go get it back. Now, he could have gone and get it back, probably. Maybe. He tried. But she's like, nope, you're going to sit there and eat your gumdrops. He's like, I don't even want them. So, again, he didn't want the gumdrops, but he traded them for the gumdrops. I think he felt bad for the girl, took anything she had to trade from to make, to again, try to impress her. I think it's the same girl he was smiling at. Again, not a big deal, a small part of the story, but just me trying to put these pieces together. Um, the, and this kind of ruined the day. Like, really ruined the day for Betty. Not having a sandwich. He's like, I didn't think you were going to eat. Like, he probably doesn't even see his mother eat that much. Maybe he saw her dieting so much to lose the weight I don't know but remember Betty's a simpleton and she took this like to the point where when she got home Henry shows up he's like hello 
I haven't done a Henry in a while. I haven't heard Henry's voice in a while. I don't even know if I can still do it or even attempt to do it. Okay, it's kind of like this, but with a New York accent. Very, very much, a little bit like this. Like this. Hello. Hello, Bets. Hello, Bobby. That's nah, not very good, but I'll still do it. He's like, he comes home. He's like, how is everything? I remember at the beginning of this episode, Betty was bragging all about Henry. He might become the um, AG. That means attorney general. For those of you who don't know what AG means, I'm Betty, Betty Francis, and I know what AG means. Betty. So um, Henry comes home, and, and Betty says, it was a perfect day until he ruined it. Or something. Is that, I think that's what she said. It's a perfect day until he ruined it. And he's like, we could see, he was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I just had a long day at work. Can I just come home and have some peace? It was a great day until she, he ruined it. Oh. And then she goes, I'm going to go, what happened? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to go give Gene a bath. And he says to Bobby, what happened? And Bobby didn't tell him, but he had a great line. He just said, I wish it was yesterday. Now, last episode, that made me think of Sally's great line that I completely forgot to talk about last episode. Sally said, I'm so many people. And it was like, yeah, you are so many people. You have to be a daughter. You have to be a friend. You have to be a big sister. And it's just like probably hit Don hard because like I have been so many people. Like literally, I'm two different people. I act differently to different people. Um, So I thought that was a great line and I completely botched talking about it. I didn't want to forget this time. Again, not a big deal in the storyline, but it just, you felt bad for the kid. He just said, I wish it was yesterday. Yesterday, he was so excited that his mom was going on a field trip. Today, I wish it was yesterday. And you could see Henry was like, I, I hear you, kid. He goes upstairs. He's like, but what happened? He goes, uh, I can't get it out of Bobby. She didn't say anything either. She just said, um, why don't my kids love me? I'm like, oh, my God. She's got her baby son, a toddler, resting um, asleep on him. He's like, what are you talking about? Look at this one. And she goes, it's only a matter of time. Um, was that the end? I think that's the end of Betty. I, I, I have to talk about Betty. But, he, you know, why don't my children love me? Well, Betty. Because I don't think you're a great person. There. If I was, if I was Henry, that's what I'd say. I'm so terrible even saying that. It's mean. Your kids love you, but, you know, they resent you because you're you. And I want to say that's the end of the Betty storyline. I'd like to say that's the end of the Betty storyline completely, like we never see her again, but that's not the case. That's not the case at all. Now, I almost said let's get to Dunder Mifflin uh, talk. You know, I don't know. I, I honestly haven't watched an episode that show in months. Don't even know why that's the, that's the name of the company that popped in my head. But um, let's get to Sterling. I almost said Sterling Cooper. That's not right. Wait a minute, is it Sterling Cooper? Yeah. What is wrong with me? I was like, wait, Sterling Cooper. That's a character's name. No, no, no. Sterling. It's not Sterling Cooper Draper Price. It's Sterling Cooper and Partners. Shall we get there? So. You know, we'll catch up to where we were talking about with Don. Betty, Bobby, Harry, we're done with you. But let's move back a little bit. And um, in the office, there, uh, there's a couple things going on. 
the Cleos are, are, are back, the advertising. And Betty seems really miffed that... Ah, Betty. Uh, uh, Peggy seems really miffed that she wasn't nominated. She thought she did some good work. She wasn't nominated. Ginsburg did get nominated. He got nominated for um, something that Peggy was working on. And Peggy's like, you know, I worked a lot on that account before you got it. He's like, well, maybe you weren't good enough or something like that. And Ginsburg is, I mean, uh, Stan's just there trying to keep the peace as they all go into Lou's office to talk about, um, I want to say Cartier Noir. It's a new, um, it's a new, I think it's perfume. I don't know, whatever it is. The thing is, this Lou guy is, um, he's a drip is what he is. He's a drip. You know what a drip is? Like, just, he's like, meh. He's just like the physical embodiment of meh. That's Lou. Um, like, he, he, he knows his stuff, I'm sure. He has experience, I'm definitely sure. But meh. You know, he's sitting there in the office. They're trying to show this, um, they're talking about this product. And he's like, why are there drawings already? And she's like, well, I thought the f- seeing it would be good. He's like, this everything we everything this guy does, you know, costs us money. In other words, we're paying Stan to do things. Um, so he's all pissed about that. And then Ginsburg brings up the Cleos, and Lou says something about, oh, well, it, you know, um, sorry about that, honey, or something. It 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 was like something wasn't um, nominated. Something wasn't nominated, or something wasn't even submitted. Uh, and Michael's like, oh, you weren't, you weren't, um, looked over. You just weren't even submitted in the first place. No one even cared. Like he sees that as, oh, no big deal. And you see that just kind of pissed things off, um, pissed her off. I think she's pissed off with Lou. Cause again, me, um, meanwhile in the office, the, um, Jim, Jim Cutler. I finally remembered Harry Hamlin's name, Jim Cutler. He's meeting with one-eyed um, Ken and these two guys that I definitely remember. I've seen this client before. I don't remember what he does, but they're there talking about media, blah, 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 and they bring Harry in because um, they had a question about... Oh, he had a question to Harry because there's an article about another firm... And they have a computer. Now, I'm trying to figure out what the comp- what's the big deal with the computer. But it seems like, if I read this correctly, and by reading I mean if I watched this and listened to this correctly, that the computer is, is used to figure out the best spots to put things in, to buy, and, and like to figure out exactly where your money is best served. Um, and he's like, oh, that computer, that's fine. That's a computer. And Harry just starts mum- like going, like giving BS about computers. And we have a computer that we use also. And that's a different computer. That's a computer, but we have a different computer. And also talked about local, um, we're also using local data. So it's all, I believe, analytics and data and trying to figure out, you know, which will help with ad placement. And this guy was like, oh, that's great. I'm sorry I had to ask about it. Um, and he's like, no, no problem at all. Um, but the, uh, and the, um, he says to Harry, you know, um, oh, what do he say? 
he said, um, you know, what the hell is that ad? Why, why am I hearing about a, a, Wall, a Wall Street Journal ad? And, and Jim Cutler, you know, gets angry at him. He's like, I came into this. I wasn't even in this meeting, but you obviously needed me. He was all upset. And he's like, this, uh, this, uh, this is over. I'm sure I got some of the details wrong, but um, he later on, Harry gets a phone call and it's someone from the Washington Post, I want to say Wall Street Journal, Wall Street Journal there. He, oh, and he runs into Cutler's office. He's, he's like, what? I just got a call from the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. He goes, I felt bad that you weren't getting the, the media attention. Um, he's like, oh, yeah, but what's the problem? He wants to know about a computer. We don't have a computer. We use a computer, but it's someone else's computer. He's like, what about the local stuff? He goes, yeah, that'd be a great idea too. So he's like, he goes, you know, so basically Harry was BSing the client before. Jim thought, oh, that's, that's great. And called an article, called uh, a, a reporter to get an article to get some PR on it. And Harry's like, you need to shut it down because it ain't happening. So I thought that was interesting also because, um, Apparently, Harry is what you would call a BS artist, I suppose, I suppose. So I think we're all caught up now. Um, so why don't we bring the um, Sterling Cooper and partners? Sterling, Roger Sterling, Burr Cooper. Why does that sound weird to me? Sterling Cooper, Draper Price, Sterling Cooper and partners. And Sterling Cooper. I don't know why this is so weird. Um, so I think I'm thinking Sheldon Cooper, the big bang theory. I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so it's the, uh, it's the big day. Um, while Bobby is off on a field trip with his mother, Don's about to take a field trip into the office and you can see him sitting there nervous nervous, ready to leave, ready to leave, looking at his clock, looking at his clock. And it's kind of overlapping with him already being there. And I'm thinking, oh my God, is he going to, is this just all in his head? And he's, he going to space and not go? Um, but no, we see him go in and he sees there's a different girl at the front desk. And he looks and sees Dawn Chambers. I want to say her last name is, she has her own office and there's someone else new over here. And there's Peggy's office, you know, um, chief of content or some content chief, something like that. Creative. I don't know. Um, and he's like, everything's so different. Um, and he goes down to not, well, he goes down to Lou's office and sees Lou because he sees a face he knows at least. Lou's like, ah, you know, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, hey, good morning. I'm here to work. He's like, oh, how about that? I'm here to see Roger. Oh, I don't know anything about him. And um, he's like, oh. Oh, okay. Lou's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, all right, I'll see you later. And he goes into his office. And then um, he he is like, he sees, um, oh no, he doesn't go to his office. Then he sees, he's like, I'll talk to you later. He sees Roger's secretary. And he's like, hey. She's like, Don, you're here. He's like, great to see you. I'm here to see Roger. He's like, Roger, he's not here yet. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to be having a meeting with him. Oh, okay. And... Um, he, I think he's like, what the hell am I doing here? And at the last minute, I think he was going to bail. He seemed like he was right at the door, had his hand on the door. And then you hear, Don, Don Draper. And it's Ginsburg. Ginsburg sticks his head out. And Ginsburg, who was never afraid to say anything, he's like, come here. You got a moment? You got a minute? He goes, what are you doing here? You back to work? I thought so. 
come here, come here. I want to show you something. And he just brings him in and he starts picking his brain for stuff. And the other guy, um, who I don't know who he is, is picking his brain. He's like, you know what? I need to get the um, storyboards on this. Let me go check. He goes into Peggy's office. He's like, where are the storyboards on this client? Um, I, I want to show Don. She's like, Don? Don Draper. What the hell's he doing here? I don't know. He's here to work, I guess. And she walks up and she's like, what is he doing here? And Stan's like, Stan goes up. He's like, what the hell is he doing here? They're like almost observing him as he's talking to this other guy who I have no idea who he is. He's new. He has glasses. He looks like a skinny um, Harry. And I don't know um, his name, but Don remembers him. So Don knows him. And they're, and they're all kind of watching him. Then Ginsburg comes up, shakes his hand. And um, they're like... Uh, they're all kind of just sitting around going over um, office stuff. And then Joan is like, what the hell are you doing here? She comes in and Ken, Ken's the best. Okay, one-eyed Ken. He's like, Don Draper. He shakes his hand. He's like, great to see you, great to see you. He shows off pictures of his kid. Don's like, oh, now I know what you look like when you, if you were bald. You know, just like a really nice moment. And Joan's like, oh, great to see you. Uh, I'll be right back. And she goes over and goes to Coop, Bert Cooper's office. And he's like, take your boots off, please. She's like, uh, oh, no. He goes, don't stand there in the doorway. She's like, I have my boots on. He's like, very well. Come in. Do you know Don Draper's here? And you could see him go, uh, what now? There was a lot of that what now going on. And Lou is uh, like, let's have a meeting in my office. So he goes, everyone, meet. Let's you know, in my office. He, Lou wants all of them away from Don because he thinks Don's back to take his job. Uh, and Ginsburg's like, what? And Stan's like, we have that meeting. Stan knows it's BS. And Ginsburg goes, what meeting? But then Stan also grabs uh, Jim Cutler. And he's like, what the hell's going on here? And Jim is, you know, Harry Hamlin. He's very much like, I assure you, I don't know anything that is going on here. And Jim's like, I don't care if... I'm downstairs selling newspapers. I have a two-year contract. You're paying me, okay? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Don Draper being here. And he's like, what is going on with that? So he's, um, Don's just kind of sitting around the whole time, you know, like what? It's actually, you feel bad for him. Then all of a sudden, uh, Roger does show up and Don's like, what are you doing here? Roger's like, hey, sorry, I had, a, I had an early lunch. And you could tell he's a little drunk. And he's like, I thought we had a meeting. And he's like, oh, uh, I could do whatever, you know, didn't you tell him I was coming back? He's like, I'm the president of the company. My name is on the company. I'm the president of this firm. I can do whatever I want. It's a holiday. He, like, you can see he's a little drunk. He's a little annoyed. But you know what never strays for him? And he's the one. He is the reason that this episode ends the way it does. He... um he has Don's back all the way and it's pretty awesome. So they go into a partner's meeting and they're all pissed at, at like, what is he doing here? Didn't we fire him? He's like, and Roger's like, no, we didn't fire him. And uh, Bert's like, that's true. We didn't fire him. Um, we put him on a leave. Yeah. Well, it was like leave, you know, assuming it was termination and you could see Joan wants no part of him, which upset me actually. Uh, that made me, uh, maybe, angry but in a weird way maybe Joan wants all that history all the people that kind of knew what she did gone but then Roger and Bert are still there so I, I don't know 
it bothered me that she was so upset that Dom was there. She's like, things are going so well now. And Roger's like, oh, yeah, well, how would how about the next time you show up at a creative meeting? He's yelling at Jim Cutler. You see Don there with um, some, you know, someone on his lap because Roger knows he's a friggin genius and knows that he's the best at his job. And you could see they're like, um, well, we never voted on this. He goes, well, fine, we're here now. Let's vote on it. Uh, and then finally, you know, oh, uh, back Don while Don's waiting. Um, Peggy's like, hey, hello, Don. He's like, hi, Peggy. Um, what are you here to work? He goes, well, I thought I was something like that. I, I could be completely wrong, but the great line, she goes, well, I can't say, I can't say we missed you. He's like, okay, thanks Peggy. And she just kind of walks off, uh, which was like, Oh, like a power play, but also just like, I, I, I have a, a job around here, not you. And then finally, uh, Don shows up. He's like, Don, can I get some coffee? He's like, Oh, she's like, sure, sure. But, they want to see you in the conference room. He's like, oh, okay. Um, so he goes into the conference room, and they're like, um, he's like, what's up? He said, um, we'd like, and Bert speaks for them, we'd like you to start working here again. And Don, you could see visibly, he's like, what? He was completely not expecting it. Um, and he goes, but here are the stipulations. Number one, you can uh, maybe I'll do it as Bert because I feel like, well, he didn't do all of them, but you um, you're not to be alone with clients. You are to stick to the scripts with clients, and your scripts are going to be pre-approved. And and Joan said, unless you're wooing a client, there's no drinking in the office. Um, and it was like all these things, and you are to report to Lou. So he, he's not. Um, look, he's still a partner, and he's still drawing a salary. Here's the thing. Um, if they fired him, you know, because he's like, Jim's like, he's costing the company, blah, blah, blah. We're still spay, paying for him. Um, and Roger's like, he's still a partner. We'd have to buy him out. You can't just fire him. They would have to buy him out, fire him, and they'd be paying him. Like, they be they wouldn't be able to recover. Roger says something like, we wouldn't recover until 73, um, the year my brother was born. And he, so you could see this was, this was done for the selfish reasons. This wasn't done to say, hey, Don, welcome back. They know Don's good, and they know if he went elsewhere, he would be good there. But they also know that if they fired him, he would cost the company money, more than he's probably costing them now. So out of the interest of competition and out of the interest of finances, it's easier to keep him there and keep them buried. We'll see how long that lasts. But all these things, all these stipulations, Don just says, okay. And that's how the episode ended. And I was like, yes. Don's back in. He says, okay. I don't buy it for a second. Now, I've seen the shot of like the last episode. I've seen that that picture of Don. I don't know how this is going to end. But I can't, see him just giving up I can't see him just falling out of love with this and leaving I feel like he's got his foot in the door he's going to jam it right up Lou's ass that's my hope Uh, Lou seems like a really kindly meh 
That's what I think of him. Get the hell out of here, Lou. That's Don Draper's office. Son of a B. So, um, I think that's it. I think I've covered everything. Um, let's see. So, Betty's really angry at Bobby for trading her his her sandwich to the point where she doesn't think her children love her, but she wants to spend more time with them because her friend has a job and she's jealous, I think. Again, you know, Betty. Simple Betty. Um... Megan, Megan has a right to be pissed. She's going, she's having a rough time out there, California. Um, but Don being out there for the wrong reasons just really didn't work out for her. She sent him home. They did talk and, um, you know, he said he loved her. She just said goodbye. I don't think it's over, but she was hurt. Um, Maybe Don could be in the L.A. office. I don't know. It doesn't look like it. He just got back, so we'll see. Um, Roger. Roger was great in this episode. He got to hang out with his his young young lady. I'm sure he was in his smoking jacket, so I'm sure the night um, was filled with sexual intercourse and possibly LSD. Um, Two of Roger's favorite things. Uh, And then... Maybe he just said, Don, come back on Monday because he's Roger Sterling and he's doing whatever the friggin' he, he wants. Um, and guess what? He made it happen. He's like, he said he missed you. He's like, I miss you. And uh, look what happened. He fought for, for Don in that partner's meeting. And even with the stipulations, he still got him back in. So we'll see what happens next episode. Um... Peggy, Peggy's pissed. I don't think Peggy likes working under Lou. It's going to be interesting because now Don's in there too. I don't think she likes working under Lou. I don't think, I don't think she likes the fact that she, the reason she didn't get this Cleo was she wasn't even like put up for it. Uh, But doesn't stop Ginsburg from rubbing in. Um, We didn't see Pete. We didn't see Ted. We didn't see anyone in LA. Harry. Um, well, Henry, we'll go Henry, uh, maybe he's going to be the, uh, attorney general. I don't know. He just wants to come home and have a peaceful night. Betty just, uh, uh. that's, um, why do I go back and talk to them? Harry, um, Harry knows what he does and he knows what he knows <laughs> and he's good at it. Uh, Jim Cutler doesn't like him and it almost seemed like he wanted to get rid of him and did, did. Did Roger say, fine, he's gone, or something like that? I don't remember. I, I feel like that happened. Um, well, he definitely said it, but I didn't quite understand what he was saying. Or, like, did he just fire Harry and just replace him with a computer? I, I don't know. Um, but uh, something going on there. We'll see what happens, because computers are the wave of the future. Um, and Don. Don, Don, Don. Started the episode watching a movie alone. Fly out to California to see your wife. Backfires. Come back and talk to another company. Basically use their offer to go over to Roger. And Roger's like, oh, you want to take a demotion? He's like, oh, you think I should take it? He's like, what do you want me to say? Um, so he used that 
offer and brought it right to Roger and be like, look, I have another offer. Roger knew that losing him was worse. Losing him to another firm was worse than just keeping him on the sideline. So he said, come back. And then Monday, he was like, all right. Maybe he drank to get himself ready for the meeting. I don't know, but he, he killed it in there. And even with the stipulations, he got his man back because he knows, again, he's better off here than someplace else. Um, so if he's going to lose him, then uh, might as well keep him. And he said he missed him, so hopefully he does. Hopefully he did. Bert just had like a what moment when he heard Don was in the office. It was a lot of like, Don Draper in this office? Um, yeah. yeah. They tried to get, well, I'm being, they tried to get, they remember Sterling Cooper, Draper, Price? They got rid of Draper. Price, tragic. This is what happens when you take your name off the thing and just say, and partners. This is what can happen. Anything can change. Anyone can be switched around. Jim is still pissed at Rod at uh, Don for what he did to Ted. I'm sorry, what did he do to Ted? He saw that Ted was going to probably have an affair with Peggy and called him out on it. I'm sorry, is that is that what I that's what I think I saw? Because that's what happened. Jim Cutler, Harry Hamlin, you're doing a wonderful job. I actually really enjoy his character. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think I've covered everything. Uh, it was a great episode. And yeah, I you know I feel like Fridays are just not in the cards like they used to be. Uh, I, I Friday nights used to be a lot easier. Now I'm just like, uh, I'm pooped. I don't think I'm, I don't think I can even watch a full episode. Like there are shows where I watch. I'm like, I'm just gonna watch a show. I'm not gonna pay attention. I'm just gonna wa- I'm gonna pay attention, but I'm not gonna try to remember all these things to talk about. Oh, this is a very important thing I want to talk about. But that's what I do with Mad Men, and I'm not gonna do it late where I just go half-acidly, which I'm sure is not an actual word. That's why I figure, you know what? Wait till Saturday. Give it your all. Give it the old one-two. And uh, I like to think I did that today. I like to think I do that every week. But that's the nature of this podcast. It is hit record, start talking, try to remember everything you said. I have no notes in front of me. I do have Netflix in front of me, so I was kind of scrubbing back and forth trying to remember... Uh, certain things as I talk with you. So when I, if you heard me go, uh, and, uh, because that was me scrubbing, um, you know, like fast forwarding, rewinding through through Netflix. But I still uh, think that um, I covered just about everything in this episode. And um, I just want to say that uh, I want to thank you. <laughs> Tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday, and as someone who lives in Massachusetts, uh, this is the first time in four years that I'm not going to a a Patriots Super Bowl party. It's disgusting. Apparently, this is what the rest of the world feels like when your team's not in the Super Bowl. I forgot what that felt like over the last four years. Uh, So, I want to say you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod, and more importantly, find me on my real Twitter, which is at GeekMentality. The website is FansNotExperts.com. It's all new, revamped, got a new logo, got a new website, and uh, really, really trying to class up the joint. Um, I want to thank you guys for following me on Twitter, at MadeManPod. I hope you follow me over at GeekMentality when this podcast ends. There will be other podcasts in the future. I will boldly go where no man... 
oh, where a bunch of men have gone before, but it'll be new for me. Um, so, with that I say, I want to thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for coming along with me on this journey as I strive to become a... Oh, I'm going to lose it. I thought I had it. That's a tough voice. (coughs) A made man. That's not experts.